What's up, everybody? My name is Conscience. This is a speakeasy where you can feel safe to voice your opinions, your thoughts. We can have a conversation about whatever you like. You can read some poetry. You could read me a story. You could show me your art. You could play some music. Whatever you like, anything goes here. Uh, once again, thank you for following me. I started this thing so I could actually uh, get to know all of my followers that I don't talk to on a regular basis. So if you want to have a conversation, just uh, come on the show and uh, let's have a talk. In the meantime, while I am waiting for people to request to join, I will read you some of my poetry. This one's called Dream Color. Last night I dreamed re red. I dreamed red with pure glory. Dare I do dream dark red? You'll hear a good story. Yes, I dreamt red. No, I'm not sorry. It's all in your head. Because outside it's pouring. When it does rain, I always dream green. Please tell me now, what color's your dream? What color is your dream? Once again, this is a speakeasy. Feel free to join and have a conversation with me about the state of the world. Uh, maybe possible solutions to the problems of the world right now. I'm looking to make this a uh, very calm, uh, non-biased, non-judgmental speakeasy where you can say whatever you like, read whatever you like. This one's called Maple. Canadian maple syrup is cheering up your dreary spirit. Squeezing bottles to career it. Smell it for me if you're near it. You can sear or drip or smear it. That delicious maple syrup. About syrup? Please, let's hear it. Let us lift each other's spirits. This one's called Indigo Child. Indigo Child. The Indigo Child is untamed and wild. No less than three smiles, please. One smile spells denial. They're emphatically surfing while aimlessly searching, naming new auras with meaningful riles. This one's called Pariah. Once again, guys, this is a speakeasy. Request to join. We can talk about whatever you like, state of the world, read some poetry, sing me a song, do a magic trick, whatever you like. This one's called Pariah. A stylish, vibrant pariah was worshipping no known messiahs. Expansive thought, akin to Gaia. Spiced like papaya jambalaya. Holy lines line Jeremiah's, like David's dead Goliath. A triumphant pirate tyrant, styling lines inside you dismissed. Hey, written by C. Anthony. What's up, man? This one's called Fevered Service. By the way, Anthony, this is a speakeasy. Oh, wait, I just talked to you, didn't I? Is this, is this the anarchist that I just had a conversation with? Now I can't remember. I can't remember. God damn it. I wish your profile pic was the picture of your lovely gray beard, if that's you. Anyway, uh, sorry, the power came back on, if it's you. Fevered Service. Mysterious services performed me delirious. I'm anxious and nervous and so ultra-serious. My fever's anomalous and striking me furious. A Manchurian diversion is escaping the perilous. My childish heretics are requiring three therapists. My penniless precipice is preparing the nefarious. 
imperative exits from a mosaic experience, hideously venomous, still feeling victorious. Okay, written by C. Anthony's coming back on. I believe this is the guy I just talked to. See <coughs> Anthony. Oh, see Anthony decline. Mustn't be ready to come on. Oh, yeah, there we go. Let's try it again. Hopefully he's coming on. Is this see Anthony the same person that I was just talking to? Now I'm starting to think it isn't. It isn't. It's not the same person I was talking to. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, nice to meet you face to face finally. Yeah, I recognize your your name, but I, I don't recognize your face. And we've never talked, have we? No, I'm I'm pretty new here. So okay, cool. So when did you when did you uh, join Instagram? I started my account on the 14th of October. Wow, so you are pretty new. Yeah, it's I'm I'm just getting started. Are you a poet? Yeah, I've been writing uh, about one piece a day. Right so. on. So what kind of stuff do you like to write? Um, I write some, uh, it varies. I mean, I, I had, I was on with uh, Paulina maybe a week ago. Oh yeah, right on, what, what show? Oh, I don't know, I can't, I'm not what, aware of what. Anti-poetic revolution, does that ring a bell? It might've been, it might've been anti-poetic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does an open mic on Tuesdays on that platform. Okay, well, yeah, she asked me, and I was like, well, what are you in the mood for? I've got. Light, dark, sweet, and salty. She's like, oh, I'm new for everything, so. Right on. No, I, I am too. Now, this is a speakeasy, so if you got something on your mind, we can have a conversation, or you can read some poetry, or whatever you like. I started this uh, this speakeasy so people had a, a safe space that was non-biased and non-judgmental to voice their opinions, mm -hmm. um, vent, read poetry. If that's what you want to do, that's what you do. That's cool, too. Um, it's kind of like whatever you want to say to my audience is yours now to say it. Okay. Um, can I ask where you're, where you're, are you like West Coast? Yeah, BC. Okay. All you right. too? I'm, I'm in Germany, so I'm just waking up. You're in Germany? Yeah. Wow, your English is perfect. Are you, are you not German? I'm American. You're American, so what are you doing in Germany? Um, well, my wife is German, so that helps. Oh, right on, so you got, you got citizenship over there? Not yet, I've got a uh, residency, so. So do you, you must speak German. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can carry a conversation. Yeah, like that's, like me, that's like me in French. Like, I speak French. I can understand it pretty good, but I can, I can sound like a, like a five-year-old kid if, I'm, if right. I'm immersed in French. I like to say that I can speak German, but I can charm in English. Right on. I hear you. That's cool. That's good. You know, do, you, uh, uh, do you plan on staying in Germany? Yeah, I, I don't have any plans on going back. I'm, I'm here for life. Right on, man. You must really get along with your wife and her friends. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've got my own friends in the meantime, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm settled. So, so your friends, your friends in Germany, are they English speaking or German speaking that speak English? Um, a bit of both. Okay. I mean, friends that don't speak much English or really, you know, prefer German. Right. And I have friends that, that I've got an English relationship with, but are right German citizens or whatever. Okay. So how long have you been in Germany? 15 years. Wow. Have you, have you been married for 15 years? Did you meet your mm -hmm. wife in Germany? No, we met in LA. Really? Are you from LA? Not originally. I was living there at the time. I was there for like two years and she came on vacation. Oh yeah. Did you, know, did you know that uh, Paulina's from LA? I did. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. Oh yeah. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. She lives in the hills, but she stays downtown with her sister quite a bit too. Okay. Yeah. I was like, um, 
like an hour, and I'm sorry, like a, a mile from the downtown area. It could oh, be yeah. called Hollywood, but it's not. It's um, Echo Park. I don't know if you've ever been. No, I haven't actually. I've, I'm from the East Coast. I'm actually from Nova Scotia. Okay. So I've been like New York, uh, New England, Georgia, uh, New Orleans, uh, um, even some of the Midwest, but my, no, I mean, Detroit. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been on the East Coast and in, in like East, East Central, I guess. But I just moved mm -hmm. to BC about, um, I guess it was about five years ago that me and my wife came here. And we're, we've set up shop on Vancouver Island. Nice. And we're not going back. We're not going back yeah. for, it's fucking perfect out here. So, so where are you originally from? I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. So that's like uh, Midwest? Yeah, it's, um, it's a, a decent small city. Um, right. Most people consider it kind of a flyover zone. Okay, I mean, so people, like how many people live in St. Louis? Like 600,000. Is that all there is, eh? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it depends on how you count it. There's like the St. Louis city, St. Louis county. Right, the the greater St. Louis metropolitan area. So I mean, it's right. of course. So so St. inner cities. That's like Toronto. That's like Toronto. Like Toronto inner city is like four and a half million, but GTA is like nine million. Okay. GTA is greater Toronto area. Yeah, I grew I grew up pretty close to Toronto. Yeah. Like the the St. Louis scene. I mean, it, it, I mean, people here. They don't know St. Louis. I have to explain. I'm about six hours southwest of Chicago. Right. Because they don't know St. Louis. You know, yeah, St. Louis is known for Well, like I'm, I'm a hockey fan, Pro. so I know the St. Louis Blues, right? Like, that's what I... Right, according, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool, man. So are you going to read some poetry for us, or are you just kind of checking in to say hello? Oh, you're kind of freezing on me a little bit. It might be me. I think my wife's watching the movie on Netflix, so it could be me. Can you hear me? Uh, I can't hear you anymore. Oh, this sucks. I don't, I'm not sure if it's you freezing or me freezing or what, but it's probably me. Um, hmm, maybe I'm going to, uh, I'm not sure if you can still hear me, but I'm going to uh, exit you and then come back in. It might just be the connection. So I'm going to exit you right now and then come back in if you like. So it's not sorry, we're having uh, some technical difficulties. It's probably my internet. My internet sucks because I live way out in the bush. Um, and see Anthony's going to be coming back. Um, hopefully let's see if he's uh, here right now. Yes, he is requested again. So let's get see, let's get see Anthony back in here again. He is new to Instagram. He's done an open mic with Paulina. He is American living in Germany. His wife is German. He has English speaking and German speaking friends. He's originally from St. Louis. He met his wife while she was traveling to California in LA. Uh, he knows Paulina. And hopefully he joins back on the show. And if not, we're going to get uh, Tayagi to Ashish in. But I'm not sure what's going on with, with by, written by C. Anthony. Um, not sure what's going on here. Okay, so I'm not sure. Maybe it's your connection written by C. Anthony. I'm sorry, man. But uh, hopefully you can come back on to the speakeasy again sometime. Hey, Tiagi. Uh, Tiagi, I'm going to bring you in. Tiagi to Ashish. Tiagi to Ashish, coming on the speakeasy. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, sir. Hi, where are you from? I'm from India. Oh, yeah? What part of India? 
What part of India? I'm from capital Delhi. Oh, you're from Delhi, so that, that's a big city. Ah, uh, what are you are you drinking, sir? I am drinking vodka soda because it is like eleven uh, o'clock at night here. Here eleven a.m., sir. I just had breakfast. Oh, so we have uh, we have twelve hours difference. That's pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you doing? Are you getting ready to go to work or something? Sir, these days I am doing my graduation from oh, the great. Delhi University only. Oh yeah, yeah. Like sir. like high school or, or what? Yeah, I am in college. Oh yeah, right now. What are you taking? Yeah, yeah. These days I am doing a family business. Oh yeah. Because with the class lecture hours are closed these days. Oh yeah, that's cool. So yeah, what kind of, what kind of business are you going to get into? Yeah, I manufacture some room heaters and all, manufacturing of heater for the room temperature, fans. Oh yeah, that's cool. So like yeah. kind of like kind of like heat and air, I guess. Like doing uh, do you do air conditioning and refrigeration too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe in seasons. Yeah, right on. Well, your your English is fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. I didn't get you. I, I said your English is fantastic. Yeah, sorry, sir. This learned from the school only. Well, you know, it's great. I mean, I mean, what lang what what languages do you speak? What language are you speaking? Is Hindi, sir? Hindi and English. Do you speak any other languages? Hindi, English. That's that's it. Hindi and English. Okay, so is that pretty common in India for people to speak Hindi and English? Yeah, now English is pretty common. Everyone is used to speak English. So you take English in in elementary school? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Right on. So, were you going to share some poetry with us, or are you just coming on to say hi? Yes, sir. Sorry. Are you going to Are you going to share some poetry with us, or are you just coming on to say hello? Yeah, just I'm coming from school. Didn't had any course for this. Okay, cool. So, right on, man. So, uh, what 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 do you what do you do for a living? Do you work or just go to school? Wait, sir. Wait. I will be back in minute. Wait, sir. Okay, cool, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Take care, sir. Bye. Take care. All right, Tiagi. That was cool. We got people just coming in to say hello. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is a speakeasy, so feel free to uh, to join the live and talk about whatever you like. Read some poetry. Um, unfortunately, PBC table tennis. I don't understand the language that you wrote me a question in, so I can't really answer that. But I'm just going to wave to some people. Uh, once again, like I said, this is a speakeasy. You can come on, say hello, uh, talk to me, uh, do whatever you like. I got a bunch of people coming in. We got 11 people in here right now. I'm just waving to a bunch of people because I want to wave to them. So we got um, we got a request from DVM Manchanda. DVM Manchanda. DVM Manchanda. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. DVM Manchanda. Divyam Manchanda. Am I saying that right? Am, am I saying that correctly? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if they're accepting that request or if they canceled it or what. I'm not really sure. Um, okay, so I'm not sure if that works. Um, anyway, let's see. Let's see if I can. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I have anybody in the queue. I'm not sure what happened to that request there, but uh, this is a speakeasy. So feel free to come on the show and talk with me about whatever you like. It uh, doesn't really matter. I can We can talk about anything. We can talk about world issues. We can read poetry. We can do whatever. And until I get people requesting to join, I'm just going to read you some poetry out of my book, The Book of a Thousand Poems, Volume 1 through 4. This one is called The Exit Takings. 
You took from me everything that you've ever had. You took the dog's car and my brand new iPad. I'm not really mad, but I wrote this so you'd know that losing everything is still better than being shackled to a dumb, slutty hoe. Fuck you, right? Exit takings. <laughs> this one's called Cancer's Home. I was sitting, daydreaming, while holding on to his hand about what a fine man that had been reduced into sand. His cancer came back and left again twice. So I guess you could say he'd been rolling the dice. The waves turned tsunami and the froth crashed the earth. The death of an old man is never well versed. Okay, we got someone, we got two people requesting to join. Okay, so we got... Uh, written by Anthony, he's coming back on. Uh, maybe he fixed his internet. Then we got Mahula Manchata. Maybe, maybe uh, written, written dot by dot C dot Anthony, our friend from Germany. Hey, man, connection issues? Yeah, I'm known for that. Sorry. Are you, uh, are you in a small, no, dude, I'm the same way. I live way out in the goddamn bush. Like, I was on a live with this gentleman from, uh, from California earlier, and my power went out. Like my, all my lights went off. Like we get, we get the worst service up here. I'm like 35, 40 kilometers into the bush off the main road. I'm like 45 minutes from the next town and like three hours from the next town after that. So I'm like, if you know Vancouver Island, I'm like way at the top and then way like 35, 40 kilometers into the woods, into the West. So like the water, like if you've ever seen my profile, I post pictures of my, of my front patio sometimes and the water that you're looking at is actually Pacific Ocean uh, inlet water. So I'm actually on the west coast of Vancouver Island. So I'm about as west in the woods as you can be on Vancouver Island. So the 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 connection here sucks too, big time. That's cool though. I mean, I, I've seen photos. It's really a really nice area. Yeah, it is, man. And we're really blessed to live here. I love it here. My kid loves it here. We're in a town of 600 people. So it's pretty small. Everyone kind of knows everyone. And everyone. it's kind of like its own community. Like for example, there's a big windstorm tonight which means the road is probably going to be totally fucked tomorrow because there's only one road in and out of here. So we're going to man up as a community and we're going to fucking take care of that shit. We all kind of work together. You know what I mean? That's nice. Really good. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you read us some poetry while mm -hmm. your connection is good so we don't lose you again without you reading it? Okay. I'll read you one that's um, fairly new and also quite popular. This is sure. called The Souvenir. The souvenir? Yeah. Cool. I looked on from across the room as her... I'm sorry, I'll start again. I looked on from across the room as he dropped her fragile heart. I saw it all in slow motion as it, slow, as it slowly fell through the air. I watched her eyes widen with panicked expectation as she lunged too late to try to catch it. I saw his eyes inflamed with spite and his mouth curl up into a smirk as he let it go. I observed the impact as it hit the floor and shattered as it collapsed onto itself and the pieces spread out like a shockwave rippling out from a mushroom cloud. One sliver came to a stop right at my feet. I saw her mouth begin to emit the most ghastly sound as her knees buckled and her hands reached out to brace her fall. I saw him step on the shards carelessly, but intentionally, as he walked past her and out the door. I watched her tears begin to fall, dripping down her grimaced face and onto the fragments of her broken heart. 
She didn't know I was watching, but I had seen everything from the very first moment. I don't know what came over me, but I bent down and picked up the piece of my feet and discreetly slipped it into my pocket. It wasn't mine to take, but I knew I needed to own it, to keep it as a souvenir, to memorialize this moment. But when I looked up, I met her piercing gaze. She had seen me. She smiled sadly but gratefully. Take good care of it, she whispered through her sobs. I will, madam. I will. So, so she knew that part of the shard of her heart slipped to your feet. Right. And she thanked you for, for taking care of that final unshattered piece of her heart. Yeah, she was just grateful that someone would appreciate what the value. So is that a true story? No. Totally totally creative so would you say like i'm the kind of poet that I, I i basically everything i do is fiction is that is that true for you as well no not at all i got all kinds of stuff that's that's real for myself but i also write a lot of other people's feelings right yeah so are you an empath would you say yeah i would i would definitely say that yeah me too i think i think i write i do the same thing that you're saying uh like i relate things to my life but for the most part, I put a spin on it and try and get into someone else's head and write poetry that from someone else's point of view. I do that a lot too. Mm -hmm. But I, I write so I write so damn much. Like I you know, and I'm sure you're the same way, that everything everything's different. I guess I do a little bit of everything, but for the most part I'd say like my intense stuff is usually pretty fictional, I'd say, for the most part. I um I got one here that I, I read to Paulina, she really liked it, I think. No, this is, this is real. This is true for me. Um, you were an itch I had to scratch, but it was too abrasive. I rubbed myself raw, seeking a relief, scraped my nails across my skin, tearing apart my very tissue. But I couldn't stop scratching. So here I am, actively bleeding, picking at scabs which are still itching. And now it burns. Wow. You're deep. You, did you just start writing poetry? Is this a new endeavor for you? It's brand new to me. I started um, at the very tail end of September. So have you ever written anything that isn't poetry, like short stories or anything like that? Not really. I took a, I took a creative writing class when I was younger, but I've never did anything with it. Have you ever like um, tried to write an essay or something? Taking a topic, make a thesis, write an essay with a body and a conclusion? Not since high school. Right. I, I, I do that sometimes. And what I do after I write the essay is I compress it into the shortest amount of lines that I can do it. It's really good practice for me. So I'm just saying as a new poet, you might want to consider writing a 250 word essay and compressing it into 40 words by, while still conveying the same point. It's a good way to practice finding the small words that have the most impact. Mm -hmm. That's a really good advice. I really appreciate that. Cool, man. Do you have anything else you want to read? How have you been writing? Oh God. Well, it all started. I, mean, I, I wrote as a kid, like I wrote little poems as a kid. I always liked to rhyme, but it really started as uh, playing in bands and being the lead singer of a band in high school. Now I'm 38 years old. So when I was in the band, it was like 94, 95, 96, 97. And I played in bands till about like 2010 probably. So it really began with me writing lyrics for, for songs, mostly punk rock. And I also write a lot of hip hop. So hip hop is kind of when the rhyme aspect of my poetry came into play. So I'd say like it was my hip hop writing from like 2009 to the present that kind of developed my rhyming. Oh, looks like you got kicked out. 
Anthony's freezing. He's got bad German internet, unfortunately. But that, I appreciated that. That was awesome. Uh, once again, this is a speakeasy. So uh, feel free to join the live and uh, read me some of your poetry, talk about world issues, discuss whatever you want to discuss. This is a safe place where everybody's words are welcome. I will not be biased. I will not be mean. I will not be, I would just listen. I will not uh, accuse you of anything. You can say whatever you want. Any point of view is welcome. I'm trying to generate a safe space where people can say what they feel. It's a tough time, especially in the Western world. In North America, it's a very tumultuous time and there's lots of division in the world right now. So I wanted to open up a safe place where people could read. It looks like written by C. Anthony's coming back on. So let's get him back on. Hopefully his internet is improving. I'm wondering why. He Maybe he lives in a small town. Maybe it's a German thing. I'm not sure. Written written for C. Now, um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to connect. His internet is pretty bad, I guess. And I, I feel his pain because I have the same thing. Now, is it a German thing or is it, do you live in like a really small town or something? I think it's the building. It's like a, like a concrete fortress. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you like in an apartment building or something? I am the ground floor of a, a apartment building. Oh yeah, right on. So what what town are you in in Germany? If you don't mind me asking, I'm in Heidelberg. It's um kind of halfway between Frankfurt and Heidelberg. You know that's funny. You that's uh, that's funny because I grew up in a uh, in a little town called Elmira, which was a small town surrounded by tiny towns, and one of the tiny towns that surrounded us was called Heidelberg. So I went to high school with a bunch of guys from Heidelberg. So that's funny that you live in Heidelberg. It just that kind of touches home for me. Oh, that's too bad, man. It looks like he's freezing again. Oh, that's really unfortunate because I like his poetry. He's a new poet. He's got a lot of good shit to say, but um, see Anthony, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cancel you out again, man. It looks like you're frozen again, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. That's too bad. That's too bad. Uh, once again, this is a speakeasy. Uh, let's see if we got anybody in the queue. We do not. So, see, Anthony, maybe you could go outside. If you're on a ground floor, maybe you could go outside and we could do this outside. That might, we might have more luck. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure, really sure what to, uh, what to say. But anyway, this is a speakeasy. So feel free to come on the show. And until I get people joining, I'm going to read some poetry. This one's called Life's Seam. Somewhere within your seam of life, there is a single thread. Pull this thread mistakenly, time's it, that's it, you're dead. Once you know where this thread sits, guard it fierce and guard it stiff. In your seam, one finds your thread, hell will come, the wrath will riff. This one's called, I'm not going to read that one, I'm going to try and keep things nice. I'm going to try and keep things chill. I'm not going to read any of my aggressive shit. Okay, writing from C. Anthony. Hopefully he's got a better connection. It sucks that he's, uh, that his connection sucks. Maybe he can go outside. I'm not sure what it's, I'm not sure what time it is over there. Uh, it's probably early in the morning. I'd say it's probably like 8 or 9 in the morning. Is it like 8, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. there? Let's see. I got 9.13, yeah. 9.13. Yeah, so are you like in your car now? Yeah, change the scenery, different internet connection. Oh, that's perfect. I, I bet you out in the car you, you'll be golden because you'll have the uh, the, wi the Wi-Fi. Are you on Wi-Fi still from your house? I'm actually on my neighbor's network now. Oh, perfect. So, so a little perfect. bit more reliable. Cool, man. So let, let's, uh, let's hear some more poetry before you get canceled again. Okay. Uh, 
I got one that's dedicated to the to the live readers. Oh, right on. Um, have, have me and Paulina ever read you on? Have, have me and Paulina ever no, read you yet. on our show? You should um, start hashtagging your hashtag your poetry with hashtag speaker and punk. Um, on Wednesdays, we okay. started now. Re we started reading the room on Wednesdays, but on Sundays we do prompts. Uh, this Sunday is hashtag speaker and punk community. Write poems about the poetry community, and then we will supplement that show with hashtag speaker and punk poems. We have like 1,200 submissions for that. So uh, I'd suggest if you want us to read you, come on Wednesday and uh, submit, a, submit a, uh, a poem during the live show on Wednesday. That'd be sweet. Man, the internet is just fucking terrible over there. That's too bad. Damn it. You're frozen again, man. Sorry. But you know what? No one's in the queue, so keep on trying. Keep on trying and hanging. Oh, there. Are you there? Are you there now? No. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay. This is unfortunate. I'm going to actually out again, buddy. Sorry. Oh, that's unfortunate. Hey, Genesee, what's going on? This is a speakeasy. There's no one in the queue. So, uh, Written by C. Anthony, keeps on trying to join, and his connection keeps on getting screwed up. This one's called Good Girl. If the dog park was muddy, we'd still toss around the ball. Now that she's gone, I have canine withdrawal. She was black, smart, and beautiful. The world's very best dog. I know that you're up there playing fetch with God. Hopefully this damn puppy took all of your advice. Rest in peace. That one goes out to my old dog, Rona. Uh, this one's called The Letters Wax. As she kissed the wax on the letter, there was nothing quite better than her knowing these words would find you somehow. As your travels unravel, I hope that the gavel refrains from impacting down hard on you now. We miss you, and we don't know why it is you left us. But what's best for you must be what's best for us. Nothing has much changed here other than you're, that you're still gone. Well, I guess the woodpile has certainly grown smaller. Your gain is our loss, and we know that you know there's always some space for you here. Father, love your loving daughter. This one's called True Success. Return violence with silence. Endure torture without remorse. Achieve victory so sickly. Death's breathing while alive. Arrive whining, die trying. Surprise. This one's called Free Immigrants here. Poetically predacious. Grammatically flirtatious. All prepared to face this. Our intellects are spacious. Bless us with your graveness. To us, you're advantageous. Refugees will thank us. They're not here to replace us. Embracing the audacious. Sure, it's all loquacious. Ought to be vexatious. Without correction, we don't learn. This is a funny one. It's called Beat Boots. So, what flavors your favorite? Oh, really? If you could, would you wear it? 
Too scared to wear your favorite flavor, are you? Imagine some beet boots with broccoli toupees, maybe a turnip tie or a coconut crochet, ranch dressing socks and some pickled egg cheese tops, nectarine necklaces and a little hat made with schnapps. Does that sound okay? Gee whiz, kiddos, I'd say, wear your favorite flavors every single damn day. This one's called The Guardian's Father. The Guardian's father had a bald head with age spots. Didn't talk too much and loved playing euchre after a catnap around three. The Guardian's father had a rusted old toolbox and it had been padlocked. He wore a golden key and a silver chain around his neck. He passed me the old box and took off his chain, passed my way and said, please keep my pain. The Guardian's father's pain stayed as I threw the key very far away. So watch everybody, this is, a, this is a speakeasy. You can feel free to join this live. Uh, written by C. Anthony's been trying, but his internet connection has been shitty. I realize it's, uh, it's late in, um, in Canada, in the US, I'm in Canada. I'm on the West Coast, it's probably like after midnight here I'd say. So this is probably a European crowd or an Indian crowd or maybe an Australian crowd. I'm not sure about that, but hello to my friends from Europe. This one's called His Minds. My psychiatrist says she's quite scared around me. Her psychiatrist said she didn't properly prepare for me. My best friends all got sick of double daring me. Nobody I know knows what to fucking do with me. So, they all just stare at me. I can be scary. Hilarity comes just before scary. Mary is contrary. Peaceful and tranquil, loving when it's possible. I'm happy, if that's what you commoners choose to call me. Normally, my hyperboles characterize someone who's wise, trapped in expanding confusion with rabbit holes like skies. This one's called Lynn Nguyen Sews. Lynn was just 11 when she got hired sewing clothes, sending them to soldiers warring in jungles unknown. Lynn made clothes for two more long years. At 13, she went back to school. High school diploma, Lynn has come of age. The first place she went was a military base. She joined a faction, her beloved Viet Cong, working rice patties and singing war songs. Lynn's a gorilla who was backed by the North. Communist soldiers and her praising their lords. It all started by sewing some clothes. Lynn Nguyen sews. Hey everybody, if you're just joining now, this is a, a speakeasy. So if you want to come on and have a conversation or uh, talk about world issues or talk about politics or talk about your opinions or get something off your chest or read some poetry, whatever you like, I'm here to listen. This is a safe space where you will not be judged. You will not be bombarded with questions. You will not be, you will not experience anything partisan to any view. Anything you say is welcome and I will listen. This one's called, What's the Point? I'm an old beat up limerick who's been stirring up shit nonstop since fucking day one. 
If I can't rock the boat for people with disabilities, then what the fucking life is even worth getting done? My best buddy can't walk. The world treats him like a fucking freak. Don't ever judge a book by its cover unless you want to get your ass fucking beat. That person beating your ass in all likelihood might be me. Stay safe. This one's called Passing Lane. I just popped some Ativan because I haven't slept too well as of late. The thing is that I also drank six tall boys in the Ativan's wake. Please, doctor, can you help me? My mind's twisted into knots. My PRNs ain't doing the trick. I'm sharp and can still talk. Tranquilize me, doc. Put ice cubes in my feet. I need to be nearly comatose to slow down to real world speed. Passing lane. Thank you. I appreciate that. This one is called Dear Dead Deer. There's a dead deer on the side of the road. The eyes are all blackened, rotted out holes. Wonder what stories this deer would have told if this deer wasn't dead on the side of the road. Deer, dead, deer. This one is called Literary Lullaby. My conjugation has been rambling. The punctuation took a stand. These participles keep on flavoring predicates that are never too bland. Short stories are leaking from the furnaces. Poetry smashed through all of the walls. Exclamation points fly in the breeze. Shorter sentences with extra Z's. In quotation marks, I will hear you speak. Bracketed, have a literary sleep. Literary lullaby. This one's called Perpetual. I got a request. Filthy D coming in. Filthy D, right on. Love Filthy D. Filthy D is hopefully going to accept this request that I just sent. This is a speakeasy, so come on the show. Request to join. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm blessed, brother. How are you? Really good. I had a hope. I had a good open mic tonight, but it would have been better if you were there. I'll tell you. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. But there's one tomorrow night too, so you can come in there uh, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Where Where are you in the, in the USA? I'm in California. Oh, perfect. So you're you're up late. So yeah, 7 p.m. our time. Yeah, I'll try to pop in. Uh, I work. Uh, I work the swing shift, so I usually work from 3 p.m. to around midnight. Or so. Okay. So you just, so, you just got off work? Yeah, I recently just got off. Yeah, just so a little bit. So you don't really have that long of a trip home then if you're home already. What time is it? Like quarter after 12? Um, I think it's like 1220-ish or something. Yeah, it's about a 15-minute drive or so. Oh, that's sweet. So, you, and so you're home. T within 20 minutes, you're reading poetry on a live after you're done work. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just pulled in and I'm having a smoke and I seen that you were on. Um, I popped in, I heard you reading some poetry and then if I could pop in and, and read one, I, you know, I figured I could. So. Yeah, you know what, man, this is, I started this show um, on my other channel, Conscience underscore live. I, I, last week I started something that I'm calling a speakeasy. 
I want this to be a safe place for people to vent. I realize uh, I'm Canadian, but I realize uh, American, the political climate is pretty intense right now. I want people to be able to voice their opinions, vent. I'm nonpartisan. I'm an anarchist. I'm here to listen. Um, I, I have no, I have no political affiliation. Um, I want people to be feel free to express their thoughts, express what what they're feeling, read poetry. It's a safe space. I'm non-biased. I'm non-judgmental. This is a safe space for people to uh, to get things off their chest or read poetry or do art or finish work and have a smoke and read some poetry, whatever you like, whatever you want to talk about, I'm down to listen. Um, so um, given that statement, I think what I'll read is um, a poem called Heart of Darkness, which was inspired by the Joseph Conrad novel um, depicting sort of the, the uh, African rubber trade um, and sort of the injustices that happened there. Okay. Um, I wrote this poem and sort of... Um, applying it to our modern time. Okay, cool. Society may not be for thee. Most certainly not for me. Often fear civilization lacks a true civility within its sincerity. Sensing a bare naked savagery slipping underneath tuxedos and evening gowns within this pageantry. Hard to see. As it matures first microscopically, we be maddening molecules, malicious microcosms, melting most morose. Multitudes of masochistic melancholy, fermented follies, making myopic maladies, biopic fallacies, filming forms, reforming formalities, habitually heightening, already hereditary hypocrisy, aristocracy, rhyming well with democracy, modern monarchy, malarkey made, timing a constitutional charade, bolstering bureaucracy, allowing advancement of American autocracy heading down this river towards the heart of darkness first within the mouth which tells of bends to inevitable ends forever dividing glorified the gliding of galvanized gallant galley swaggered since slathered swashbucklers dealt dastardly destruction ostentatious obtrusive obstruction initiating instigative induction of acceptance of abduction cloaking the continuing construction denying injunction of insidious invasions colonial conquerors brazen and bravado bloated bravery once overt now just covert in this in slavery subtle savory in their savagery merely monstrous men mating multiplying the menaces in modern menagerie ascent is truly descent explored starred and striped sail soar navigating the scars now so far still left adrift now on the shore but the depths have assured the bones have risen the spirits and savage souls driven, steering division in every channel of this delta of darkness. Angling and aiming to maintain afloat the terror of the mirror that shows the throat, the juxtaposition of the jugular of the great divide, which tides of blood washing inside and out, always forking yet forever colliding about. Derived obsession from contrived motion to progression, always arrives in organized ocean's depth of oppression. Schools of fish raised among sharks that will consume endlessly. Civility, civilization, merely sheep out for grazing, predators out for their taking, or wild horses stable to be ridden once through with the breaking, doomed to consume or blessed to ingest one another until the end of time. Into the heart of darkness go you and I. Try to justify ascending on the backs of brothers and sisters as if this body is unified civilized we see savage divide lies inside find darkness is not black but lack of color in the mind one day we shall feel 
before we see. Until then, take my hand, brother, sister, into the heart of darkness. Go you with me. So I, I love that, by the way. It just propelled me down a political train of thought. Um, it, it made me think about um, the predators that you mentioned. Would you consider the real predators to be the people who created the Constitution in the first place? Or do, do um, you think my the predators came afterwards and used it for their benefit? I believe that mm, people that founded the Constitution and helped write it were individuals that were mixed. There were people that did it with the most benevolent intentions ever. Um, I believe that there's people in power, there's people in Congress, there's people um, throughout history that have had power and have known what to do with it. The problem is, is that it only takes a few bad, bad seeds. apples, bad seeds, um, to take something that's benevolent and good and turn it into something else. And I think that the problem is, is that when you have a lot of influence and, and you have a lot of power, um, it only takes a few people to essentially uh, destroy the framework of something that could be beautiful. Um, and the unfortunate thing is that a lot of these people sort of go under the radar. Um, I think in this uh, world, we worry a lot about... Um, the pain and injustice that we see. I worry a lot about what we don't see. Because mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if things are shown to you, um, they had to go through an extensive amount of process, especially if we're talking about people with a lot of money, a lot of influence and a lot of power. Um, these people have a lot of control about what is said about them. Um, so I worry about the things that are unsaid. Right. So, yeah, if we're going through a time where we're actually seeing this stuff, we're hearing it, and it's to the degree that it is, you can only imagine the what things that we are not hearing and we are not seeing. So, what, do you have any solutions? Um, even, even, if it, even if it's scratching the surface, where does, where does the healing, like I'm Canadian, but I really think that we're directly affected by what goes on in your country because we're like your little brother, you know, or little sister. What, what do you think is the first step that we need, that you guys need to take and that we can help you take to unite the country? What's the first step? What, what are the first steps? In my opinion, yes. um, unfortunately, it's absolutely impossible. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible. The divide is too severe. Um, and, and I haven't had the extensive experience in other countries to know that if it's similar, but I really think that it's similar. Um, to me, there's not much difference between what we were and what we are now. It, it's like what I depicted in this poem here is that the difference now is that instead of being more overt, we are just more covert. Um, the predators or the people that capitalize on things, um, have not really changed what they've done is they've found a better way they found a better um, way under the cover yeah and um i mean if you want my honest opinion is that someday um we're all gonna have to answer in blood and it's gonna be really sad
It's going to be extremely violent. Um, it's going to be extremely forceful. And that that's really the only way that I see things changing. To me, we're like a train or we're like on a spaceship and we're headed towards the sun and we just don't know how to stop. We right. just do more. We do more. We progress. We advance. But we never stop and say, should we be doing this? You know? Should should we be trying to go to Mars? Should we be trying to do this? Should we be trying? No, there's no, there's never any question of that. There's never no. Well, let's stop and appreciate what we have. There's always we'll just add more on top, add more on top, and add more on top. The problem is, is I think at the foundation, at the foundation, there's something that we lost and there's something that's missing. So no matter what we build on top of that, one day it's all gonna fall. Right. You know? And so, of course, I don't want to see it, but, you know, I, that's just what I see. In your personal opinion, do you think that the malevolent, silent forces of the controllers of your country are too powerful for a independent entity or group of entities to rise up and cause a uniting of, of, of parties? Or do you think that the, 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 malevol the malevolence is too great for that? to successfully arise? Um, I think that the power that you would, you would need to overtake, um, I, I don't know where you would discover such power before this malevolent force would then dictate um, what you are trying to do and stop you at what you're trying to do before you even got halfway. Right. Um, I mean, if we looked into like how we're being traced, I mean, I know that me sitting here, Somebody can watch this. Yeah. They could watch all of this if they wanted to, if it was important enough. The only thing that saves a lot of our freedom of speech is the fact that nobody gives a shit. Gives <laughs> the, the second that you get even close to giving a little bit of a shit to somebody like that, or even somebody that's many tiers below that, uh, they'll find you. Yeah. So do, do you think that, uh, celebrities have any pull whatsoever or are they just part of the problem i think celebrities are puppets yeah they're given this fame and they're given i mean what do they do they act in movies like what is that doing i mean it's entertainment for the world don't get me wrong i mean i'm not trying to downplay it but i'm just saying that when it comes to making an actual difference in the world um i don't know what exactly i mean they go on their telephone things and Hey, call this place, and it's George Clooney or something. So he raises some money here, and I, and I think that's good. But I think f most people are concerned with legacy. They're concerned with family. They're concerned with lineage. And if you dangle that fruit in somebody, you can make them dance and sing however they want to. Right. You know. So now, just on, on on regards with what you just said, um. Where do you think the initiation of the puppeteering of a celebrity begins? Who do you think first initiates the control? Like, let's say, let's say I woke up tomorrow and I had 5 million followers and I had this huge platform and I gained a bunch of power. Who do you think would be the first person to initiate the puppeteering of myself? News? I think that, I mean... To me, the puppeteering starts at a young age. Um, if we really want to go, I mean, I know that you want a direct answer, and and, and I, I think no, that I, it would probably it would probably be the agent, 
you know, the fir- person that first signs it, the person that's part of the company. But right. I think that this, the, the problem is, is that even on this, on Instagram, I mean, can you imagine, I don't have children myself, but if I did, um, can you imagine what's, what's experienced here? And, and that's kind of what I'm talking about is we're sort of in the infancy of technology and global communication and nobody has ever sat there and thought, well, what is this going to do to people? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we look at all the good stuff and it's this fancy things and it's, it's flashy and it's uh, look at what you and I can do here. Right. right. But we don't ever think of that. We'll see that silent, you know, that, that underhanded thing that goes on. It's like, right. there's bad people in this world and now they have such power such power to influence and affect and and i'm not you know obviously it comes down to people at the root of it it's the people it's not the technology it's not the politics it's not any of that that um taints anything it's us as people and that's why i said it's at the core of it and and can we go to the core of our essence and our soul in this modern world which pretty much puts you on a hamster on a wheel and you barely got time to know what democracy is or Republican or any of the, you know, checks and balances, separations of power. You could go to like a high percentage of people and talk to them about sort of these intricate facts of our own governing bodies. And it would just, you know, they're like, no, man, I just go to my job and I pay my taxes and bills. And, you know, and, and then I watch the, the news twice a week and that's about as much information that that they get do you think it's possible that the power is so great that only a specific type of personality is giving the ability to become in the limelight do you think that there do you think that only a specific personality is given the the ability to to excel in in the social media world do you think that, that do you think that we're profiled as artists um, I, I think, uh, I think that it's possible. I think that it's a potentiality. It, it, it's like I said, I, I think once you, once you enter the realm of where you can affect, and I don't know how much expanse that requires, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that there's a spectrum, you know, to where you can go certain, certain ways with things. But if you go this way or you go too much this way, cause I think we're very divided. And like I said, I don't know if every country is like this, but it it, it say like if you were uh, making something against um, the Democratic Party or whatever, I think that you're allowed a certain bit. But then if you're going too far over, there's going to be people that are going to go out and they're going to um, do the same thing that you're doing. They're going to defame you. They're going to slander you. They're going to do whatever it is, even if it's legitimate or whatever. They're going to search everything about you and they're going to know everything. And um, so if you are going to do that, you better be pretty clean, clean to the point of where you can they can even manifest something out of anything. Yeah. So I I guess what it comes down to is that corporate interest in politics is already very much happening. So we are living in a fascist state. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you said, you could you could take down the head of the corporations or something, and then what will happen is people will step up, and those people will say, we're going to clean up this stuff, you know? Yeah, we're going to change everything, yeah. And in five years, they're going to be the puppets again because they're going to find out what those people want, either, and then they're going to give it to them, or they're going to find out what they don't want, and they're going to threaten to give it to them. 
right? So the, the, the system and the levels of puppetry is too organized and complicated to ever surpass because the next person, they got the next eight people, they got the next 3,000, they got the next million people for one position. They got backup plans beyond backup plans beyond backup plans. Right. Yeah. So what, and, do you think gonna happen? what do you think is going to happen right now? Do you think that a civil war is going to happen? Do you think the country is going to divide? What do you think is going to happen? Honest opinion. Um, I think that it's just going to be these um, little events that happen. And I'm not trying to downplay this, but the, if we're talking in comparison to a civil war, I mean, what is that really? I mean, that's the thing is, well, what does that really look like? You know, are we all going to go out with guns or because, I mean, there's motherfuckers that got bombs and they got, you know, we got nuclear weapons and we got all kinds of different stuff. Um, are the armies going to get involved um, and and how is that going to divide? I, I just don't really. And, and where is this divide? Is it politically? Um, and if it's politically, I mean, what about all the people that are moderate? And what about all the innocent people? I mean, how does a war even? That's the thing is that most wars now are these first world countries um, invading, in a way, third world countries because of injustices that happen there. But it's not really a fair fight. I mean, this this essentially would be like, you know, two first world countries combating against each other. Right. And I for what I know is that that's unprecedented in this time in a right. way. So I just don't see how that would happen. But do you think that it could be a personality clash in the, the civil war would be personality types warring against each other, like extreme inner civil turmoil, like houses fighting houses, neighborhoods fighting neighborhoods, like straight up gang life, neighborhood <laughs> factions forming. Do you think that's possible? We only got two minutes quick. So um, I, I mean, obviously, I, I'm never one to say that anything is impossible. You know, um, I, I just I think that we're very. Um, we're very here and there. So, like, I think that this happened, but nothing's really going to happen for a while longer. But then something's going to happen. It's just kind of how we are. We don't we don't really stick to things, because even if you look at uh, the history in America of the last like 30 years, it's been Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. We can't make up our minds and we can't agree to anything. So even if I don't even think we could agree to a civil war, I think it's a lot of people with words that are fighting back and forth. But the reality is, is that ni neither side knows what to do. Neither side knows really what the answer is. And if we could just actually talk and realize that we're not so different and these things that we divide ourselves on are just the most ridiculous thing, then we really could come together. But we're so buried and it takes like years to make one decision now. So you know? Compassion and forgiveness is empirical. Yeah, I mean, it's embracing our, our dark and our light and, and, and trying to strive closer to that, knowing that, you know, it's a give and a take, you know. And uh, people want so much now. Um, and I think that's our, our problem is that we're not satisfied with anything because we see all these grandiose things and uh, we're given sort of that um, desire for it. So nobody is satisfied anymore. Right. Well, man, we got 15 seconds. 
it was a brilliant conversation. Uh, you just personified the purpose of these lives. Thank you for the conversation. I learned a lot about you. I learned a lot about your views. Cheers.